Hello, hello, I'm back. On today's episode, I give you all a little update about what's been going on, where I've been, what I've been doing, why I took a little hiatus. Um, Much needed hiatus, actually. Uh, Talk about my word of the year, which I've tried to do here the last few years, actually, since starting the podcast. Also give a little update on some of the self-doubt I was having. Um, Not so much around myself, more so on the validity of my uh, opinions on the podcast, who would want to hear them and such. So yeah, I also am releasing this as a video podcast, so if you want to check that out, you can find it on YouTube. Go search Ordinary to Extraordinary. Alright, here we go. I am back. Um, Not sure who missed me, not sure if anybody missed me. But here I am, trying something a little bit different as well. Going to release this as a video podcast, so had to make sure everything looked okay. Um, so here we go. Ordinary to Extraordinary is back uh, after what I would say is probably a seven, six, seven week hiatus. Uh, multiple reasons. Um, one, I wanted to do video podcast from here on out. I think it makes for better content. I think it makes for just a, a more engaging presence. It gives me more stuff that I can put online here, there, everywhere, cut it into different segments. Um, you know, going to do more interviews as well as the topics that we've been doing, but video just gives me more uh, creative license, if you like, to uh, to to engage with people. Um, I took a six-week hiatus for a few reasons. I needed a break. Um, you know, the last thing I want to do with this, and one of the things I talked to Ben about early on in the process, was if it ever feels stale, I'm going to take a step back from it. Um, I was getting close to that. I don't know that it got stale per se, um, but it was certainly a lot of regurgitation. It was stuff that I was revisiting that was on my own as opposed to having a counter opinion, um, which isn't always a bad thing, uh, but it could be. And what I didn't want to do was create this echo chamber. So um, took a well-needed break. Um, it coincided with me leaving Spokane, Washington. So I'm in Florida. Not that you guys can see, but it's uh, 60 degrees and sunny outside. It's early in the morning as I'm recording this. There's palm trees right outside my window that I won't glow and show you guys. But um, yeah, so I made the shift to Florida and I addressed that a little bit both um, with Ben and without him. Uh, I don't think it's a midlife crisis. Someone joked about that with me the other day. I really want to see my family more, and I want to see them more without me having to go to Scotland. The prospect of getting on an airplane, um, and bear in mind in the West Coast it's an eight-hour time difference, making the time difference change for an appropriate amount of time, let's say two weeks, 14 days, 20 days, whatever it is, um, because it takes three or four days to adjust on the way there, takes three or four days to adjust on the way back, so you have to commit a good chunk of time to do so, Um, I just don't enjoy it, especially don't enjoy it when essentially I'm traveling to go to a place that I grew up in, I know intimately, Um, I can go to the same places I went to growing up, which is nice for a day or two, it's nostalgic, um, where it loses its uh, its fervor, if you like, is when you see the same people doing the same things, and it's just not me anymore. Um, so 
I figured I would go somewhere that maybe in the cold, dark months, my family are a little more motivated to come see me. So I am in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is a Tampa Bay area. If you know the area, Tampa Bay is made up of Clearwater, St. Petersburg, and uh, Tampa. Tampa, Clearwater, St. Petersburg. I don't know if I said all three of those. I think I might have said one twice. So I'm here. I love it. I have some existing friends down here I've been able to link up with. Um, in the short time I've been here, I've actually made some pretty cool new friends as well, both through existing friends and just randomly, uh, organically, if you like. And I'm really enjoying being here. So I am not... I don't hate Spokane. I don't necessarily hate Washington. I certainly was starting to worry about the political um, direction that it was going, and I've addressed that, you know, with uh, the COVID restrictions, and I have the square root of zero respect for Jay Inslee as a governor. Um, You know, I think as far as politicians go, there's it's always picking the lesser of two evils. I think that's what I've done by being where I am. So, yeah, the other reason I wanted to take a break, um, I was actually starting to question the validity of my views. Um, And I don't know if that was born of... I don't know if it was born internally or if it was born from outside input. Um, I did have and have had throughout the course of this podcast, whether it be from the very start to now, had people sort of hear the title and think it sounded pretentious and I always I always joke about it and say ordinary extraordinary yeah I guess it's not as pretentious as it sounds and I don't think it is so I'm never here to preach um I'm definitely here to get things off my chest um so I was questioning the validity of some of my views uh mostly because I want to break this into two silos one I was either polar opposite from people and and struggling at times, to be empathetic to their views, um, and I'm going to I'm going to put that to the side for a second and come back to it. Um, and I felt like I might have created an echo chamber for myself, which again isn't healthy. I don't think either one of those is healthy. Um, upon diving deeper into it, I realised that the echo chamber I had created wasn't actually an echo chamber. What I had done was essentially done what I always do. I, I sought out logic. Um, and sometimes when, you're, when your life revolves around logic, this is a blessing and a curse. I, uh, I always look for the why in things. I always want to know deeper than we're doing this and that we're doing this because it's good for you. Or we're doing this because we've always done it this way. Or we're doing this because, well, there really isn't another plan. I'm the person that's going to be pragmatic and try and figure out why someone's doing what they're doing. So when I'm having discussions with people, be it political, be it um, uh, technical, I'm the person that dives a little bit deeper. And the lack of empathy comes from a lack of logic. So all things in my life, all things that I do say tend to come from a place of logic and education. And by education, I don't mean degrees. I mean, this makes some people cringe that I'm reading and researching and and really diving into topics quite often. Um, I listen to lots. I read lots. I 
actually listen to both sides when it comes to political arguments. Um, but I realised at the weekend there was a there was a, a conversation that some people were having, uh, and it got political, and there were people from both ends of the spectrum, all the way left and all the way right. And by all the way left and all the way right, I don't mean extreme. I don't mean um, Nazis on one side and communists on the other. I just mean in in the simplest form, we had people who couldn't understand why anybody would vote for Joe Biden, and we had people who couldn't understand why anybody would vote for Donald Trump. And what I realized quickly was that both arguments were devoid of logic, but were heavy, really heavy in emotion and um, anger. And I tend not to get to either of those places when I apply logic to thought. So it gave me some pause. And yesterday, I actually took some time to to kind of run some scenarios in my mind and and realize that there is validity in my views. People do want to hear them. Um, And if they don't, they can turn this off. Uh, There's been a lot of correspondence here over the last few weeks, people asking why there hasn't been a new podcast. Obviously, that shows a little demand for this. Um, There's been people asking if I'm still doing it, people asking if I'm going to continue to do it. I actually had a couple of people ask about the the name and the entity and being able to take it over, which surprised me. but no, it's uh, it's 100% Ben and I's, um, mine now, and you know that IP is going to stay where it is. So there we go. So I was able to boil down the the thoughts I had, the the lack of validity and everything else, to something that I saw in a meme, and I've probably been spending more time than I used to on Twitter and IG and things like that. Uh, mostly because, like I said, I'm in a new place. I have a lot more time at home um, currently than it, it was cold here. And by cold, it's all relative, but it was in the, the sort of 40s and 50s last week. So people were staying home and kind of freaking out. It was like the apocalypse had come to Florida. Um, 40s and 50s was me wearing a long sleeve T-shirt and people here wearing woolly hats and, and uh, down coats and things like that. But... The way I was able to boil this down was currently I think we live in a climate and I'm going US, UK, probably a bunch of other places as well. We live in a climate where intelligent people are being silenced so that stupid people won't be offended. Um, If that offends you, you're probably one of the stupid people, by the way. And I make no apologies for that. I do think that arguments rooted in emotion are stupid and I think that when people are voting for someone either side because they hate the other person we've got a problem and I do want to say we've boiled this down to essentially two morons ran to be president here in the US two morons ran to be the prime minister in the UK we now have a moron in office who took over from a moron who's not in office anymore. In the UK, we've got Boris Johnson and his government being an absolute shambles and, you know, saying one thing, doing another, making rules for people that they don't follow themselves. And that's across the board in both countries. So it's, it's funny because 
we often point fingers. The US points fingers at the UK and sort of makes fun of them, and the UK points fingers at the US and makes fun of them. And quite frankly, we're all as bad as each other. Um, it makes me uh, kind of happy that I wasn't forced to vote for either of them. Um, if I ever do get round to the naturalization process and I'm a citizen, I'm not entirely sure if I will vote, which might anger some people as well. But again, if it does, that's your problem, not mine. I'm going to continue to state opinions and and say what I want when I want. Um, not with the intent of uh, offending anybody, but understanding that if you're offended, then maybe it's your issue that you have to work through as opposed to my issue I have to guide you through. Happy to have a discussion with you, though, if you are. Um, so anyway, wanted to give a quick update about Florida, what's going on, how things are. Um, so I live in downtown St. Petersburg. I'm in an area called the Edge District. It's super, super cool. I have a sports bar that I can throw a stone and hit. It's literally downstairs from me. Open air, dog friendly, um, beautiful, wonderful. Absolutely adore the place. I have bars and restaurants all within walking distance. I barely get in my car anymore. Uh, makes me question why I bought <laughs> a nice a nice fancy new car. Um, might address that at some point this year. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it here. Uh, the people, it's funny because the US is so regionalized. Uh, people often talk about the Midwest people being nice and they are, they're salt of the earth people. I love the Midwest. People often talk about, you know, Valley people in California being kind of stuck up and New York people being abrasive and Boston people being abrasive and, you know, every everywhere, you know, Oregon and Washington people being hippies. And I like the people here. And I think the reason I like the people here in Florida is it's rare that you meet someone that's from, from Florida. This is an absolute melting pot. Um, and there's some Florida man jokes that I'm sure some of you will make. And I will say this, this is kind of interesting, I found this out. The reason Florida man is a phenomena, and this was, <laughs> this made me laugh because I had to go and check the uh, validity of the, the fact after someone told me it. The reason there's so many stories about Florida people is because Florida is one of the only states in the union that actually publishes everything in a legal legal. So... That means that if you do anything, any kind of misdemeanor, any time the police are called out, it has to be documented somewhere. And most states don't publish all of that. So there's an abundance of Florida stories and a lack of stories in other places. You really only hear about some things that uh, police forces and jurisdictions and municipalities decide to push out. So yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting fact, and you can check it yourself. You can fact check me if you want. But that's why Florida Man exists. There's a lot of Florida stories for a reason. Um, it's not that there's anything more crazy going on here. It's just that everything here is documented and published. So there you go. There's the the myth of Florida Man debunked. But I'll continue to be the guy that tries to uh, create some positive Florida Man stories. Um, the other reason I wanted I, I, I skipped over this actually. The other reason I wanted to start doing video podcast was uh some of the feedback i got from someone that i was talking to that's it's a regular listener is they thought it was all cut they thought i was kind of chopping and changing and pressing pause and writing stuff down and reading from a script and 
if you're watching this, you can probably see that's not the case. I uh, I talk and go off on tangents and put things to the side and come back to them. And sometimes I never come back to them. I like to think that I'm a lot like Billy Connolly, my favourite comedian, where I'll start talking about something and say, oh, I'm going to come back to that. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't get anywhere close to it. Sometimes I've already stopped recording. Sometimes I sit bolt upright in bed and go, shit, I didn't talk about that. So, yeah, I probably should have uh, not skipped over that so much. Um, so, yeah, the trip down here was fun. Um, for anybody that's interested in that, I left Washington on the 20th of December. I drove three days. So the 20th, I drove to Billings with Shay, my friend Shay and two dogs in the car. Uh, we were dropping off Skylar, one of the dogs that um, had lived with us, and um, we were dropping Skylar off with her, well, Shay's brother, who is uh, Jared. So we spent the night there, hung out. Uh, on the 21st, I drove from Billings to Sioux Falls, um, uh, South Dakota, yeah, South Dakota, and then I drove from Sioux Falls to my brother's place in Chicago spent Christmas, so the 23rd, 24th, 25th with my brother, uh, got to do full family Christmas, my brother, my nephews, um, his wife Cara's extended family, it was awesome, had some great food, some laughs, watched the Packers win on Christmas Day, we won't talk about what they've done since that, um, and it was great, and then on the 26th I drove from Chicago to Atlanta, and then on the 27th, I went from Atlanta to St. Petersburg. So I actually shaved a day off of my travel. I got in a day earlier than I was supposed to. I was actually going to go to Nashville. And when I was getting close to Nashville, I realized I was pretty close to Atlanta. It was like three or four more hours. And I felt good and wasn't tired. So I trucked on through and had some caffeine. Had good company the whole way as well. Had Ollie, my little dog, with me. Um, made lots of phone calls, listened to lots of podcasts, had a lot of alone time in the car, um, which I highly recommend for people. Um, I think a lot of people are scared of being alone. Um, and there's a huge difference between being alone and being lonely. I actually enjoy my own company. Um, have some good thoughts and some bad thoughts and everything in between. And you get to process it all and come out on the other side as a different person or a better person or whatever you want, however you want to look at it. So... Um, I think I shared every year, actually, since starting the podcast, I have a word of the year. So this is going to be the last thing I talk about. Um, and then this might be a shorter podcast than normal. I promise we'll get back to some of our, our uh, longer ones. But I did want to get something out and, and let you guys know that Ordinary to Extraordinary is here. Ordinary to Extraordinary is going to be here. And we're going to have some fun. So my word for this year is essential. Uh, I was struggling at the end of last year to think of a word for 2022. Um, and if you don't do this, it's a cool exercise to do. Again, not preaching to you. Um, I struggle with journaling and doing a lot of the things that people say you have to do to be successful. Waking up and going to the gym is easy. Um you know, sitting down in front of my computer sometimes and focusing and doing work, I struggle with that. So I have to make it, I have to do certain things to where I'm in the optimal mind, mind space to do so. Um, being on calls is easy. Actually doing paperwork, a little bit more difficult. 
got to make a shout out to Caitlin, who's my assistant. Um, never had an assistant before. Heartland decided to give me one. I shouldn't have to do any paperwork moving forward. Um, at least unless it's an emergency. Uh, again, went off on a tangent. See how that works. So the reason I jumped on this word for essential was it's it's one of the things that I've found helps me. Uh, so when organizations have a vision or a mission, it's often forgotten about. The easiest way to make a decision is when you have a focus on a vision or a mission. Both are kind of interchangeable. So whenever I've served on a board, I often ask people when they bring things, okay, that's a great idea, but what does that do? And if you've got it printed off on a wall, whatever, um, if you've got it printed off, it's great. If you've got... Um, if you've got it in front of everybody or on a screen or something all the time, you can always say, what does your idea do to get us towards that vision? And there's two outcomes from that. And the outcomes are, it doesn't do anything, let's move on from that idea and actually work towards our vision. Or, and this might seem radical, but sometimes you've got to look at the vision or the mission and say, that's a great idea and that's something we want to do. And it doesn't do anything with that vision or mission so we got to look at the vision or mission update that so that these things we want to do are actually incorporated in that so getting to the end of last year i was struggling with a word you know um and then <laughs> as if uh, as if by magic as i was packing my things up i kind of went on this ruthless streak i'm like i haven't looked at this thing for fucking three years trash um, what's this? Why do I still have this? Why do I still have clothes from when I was 16 years old? Swear to God. And now, not all the clothes from when I was 16 years old got, got trashed either. Some of them are just timeless. Um, but I kind of went on this streak where if it wasn't essential, it was gone. If it wasn't something that brought me joy, it was gone. And I know that's some cleaning ladies feng shui thing, like touch it, feel it. If it doesn't bring you joy, throw it away. But I basically, I was pretty ruthless. I, I filled bag after bag after bag and said, I'm not carting that across the country or shipping that across the country. I won't use it. I don't use it. And I'm not really a stuff kind of guy, more of an experiences guy. So, you know, I'm not in the, the business of accumulating things. So it was really therapeutic for me to get rid of a lot of crap. Um I actually threw out a couple of pairs of shoes. People might be surprised to hear that. Um, no Nikes, just older dress shoes and such. I'm like, God, they've been with me for 10, 12 years. Those are done. Um, and when I say threw them out, I actually donated them. They all went to a good good place. So I started forming a concept around this word essential. I'm like, I'm cleaning out closets, I'm getting rid of things I don't need. Uh, when I unpack in Florida, I'm basically going to have everything that I project I need. And then I repeated the process here once I got here. Once I got things out, I'm like, I don't have a place for that. But what am I going to do with it? I can put it in storage or I can get rid of it. I'll get rid of it. Um, but then one of my favorite books is Essentialism by Greg McKeown. And, you know, it's about the, uh, the disciplined pursuit of less. So... 
this is where language is important. I often get on at people for mis misapplying words and their meanings. Um, the uh, the beautiful thing about essentialism is it's not saying I don't want this. It's saying I'm interested in that, but this other thing here is more important to me. So basically 2022 for me is about finding the things that are essential to my sanity, my health, my overall well-being, um, me being a better person, not that I'm a bad person, me helping more people, me having the time to apply to my career, but also having the time to do the things I love. I moved to a better climate so I can play golf four or five times a year, year round, or a, a, a week, sorry. So whether that's going and hitting balls for half an hour or playing a full round for four and a half hours, that's something that brings me joy. Um, so there we go. My word is essential. And as it happens, my uh, my uh, my boss, I guess we'll call him George Weimer, I got a book in the mail and I actually thought I'd gotten drunk and recommended it to someone and ordered it to give it, but couldn't remember who it was. But just random Saturday, I, there's a book in my mailbox, and it's um, I've already listened to it, and I own a copy, but now I have two copies, so maybe I will forward it on to someone. But it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Um, and it's not what you think it is. It's not about not caring. It's about caring about less, and it just coincides with the fact that my word for the year is essential. So, you know, figure out what you care about, this is my thought, figure out what you care about, figure out what brings you joy, figure out the things you want to apply your time and effort to, and do that, so that's why I have that word, um, something I left out on my, uh, on my uh, update actually, so I'd been dealing with back pain for a year and a few months, so it was the tail end of 2020, I went and played golf with the three guys that I'm probably closest with in Spokane, Ben, Patrick McNulty, and uh, Travis Pop. You may we we did a podcast with them a while back. So I played golf with them at a beautiful golf course called Wine Valley, and I remember just being miserable for the last five or six holes. My back was sore and I was stiff, and it was the first time I'd really experienced horrific back pain. Um, well, nothing ever really got better. So tail end of last year. After I was finished coaching soccer in the fall, I uh, decided I was going to go and get some stuff checked out. So I, I got access to some of the best sports docs in the business, um, people that are working with high-level programs and, and athletes. Uh, yes, I still think I'm an athlete or a former athlete, however you want to look at it. Um, had some x-rays done, ended up getting an MRI, which is a horrific experience. Do not recommend. Zero stars. Um it's, I didn't realize how little I like tight spaces until I was inside that thing. And I was in one of the small machines and I've got these broad shoulders. So I was basically like this the whole time. Um, and for people only listening, that's like all cramped up with my shoulders in. And it makes a horrible noise the whole time. So um, had to do the MRI twice because the first time around I was breathing so deeply that I was moving too much. So then I had to try and slow my breathing down and go shallow. Again, I digress. Um, so figured out that there was, um, essentially an entire disc in my lower back that wasn't there. Um, and I was bone on bone, uh, did a few tests, uh, asked 
I was referred to a pain specialist who doesn't do any kind of medication for pain, which is wonderful. I don't want to do any kind of medication. Certainly don't want to take pain pills, don't want to have any kind of dependency or potential dependency. So I ended up getting a procedure called an ablation, which is where they, uh, they essentially heat a nerve ending until it dies. So in my L5 through L1 through L5 lower lumbar, um, they uh, heated up a couple of nerve endings, and three weeks later, I'm completely pain-free. I can swing a golf club again. Last year was pretty bad. There were times where I would drop to my knees, just I'd be standing or walking and couldn't move for, for a while. So people that are close to me know that I played much less golf last year, and when I did play, I could get through nine holes, and then on the back nine, I would blow up because I just couldn't swing or, or follow through. So completely pain-free, looking forward to doing some new things down here, it, not just playing golf, I'm actually going to get scuba certified, my nephews like to do that up in Chicago, there's a great place to do it, I've got friends down here that do it, we're going to get certified and go and explore the ocean, so yeah, there you go, I guess my update has been kind of jumpy and all over the place, um, I was going to be done after telling you my word of the year, so Here's where we're at. I'm about 30 minutes, just shy of 30 minutes into this. Um, I'm excited for what I'm going to be able to record this year. I'm excited to share my story with you guys. I'm excited to have more guests. I'm actively recruiting. I have a great program on my computer here that does two, two recordings, brings them together. So the quality will be good. It won't just be you guys watching a Zoom video. Um, it'll be similar to that, but it's going to be a lot cooler and... and gives me some editing ability, um, let me know what you want to hear, you guys, if you're listening to this, you should know how to get hold of me on my Instagram, it's at Steve Brown in the number 8, S-T-E-B-R-O-W-N in the number 8, and the podcast is O2E, the, the number 0, the number 2, the letter E, and then journey, O2E journey, um, if you want an explanation of that, you can go way back to the start of the podcast and listen to how Ben and I came up with that. Uh, plan on being much more active on social media with the O2E account. I haven't really done anything for the last three or four months. Um, not because I didn't want to, more so I was kind of needed that break and doing what I was doing. So there you go. First one of 2022. Uh, you may be able to see over my shoulder here on my light board that it is Valentine's Day that I'm recording this, Monday the 14th. It's also going to go live today. So there we go. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to let you guys go and let me know what you think of this. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other.